And hello, I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. I'm astonished, by the way. The numbers keep growing. More and more people are listening. Those of you who are listening, you can subscribe to these podcasts. You click a button somewhere on your screen. They'll send you information about it every day. We're doing five a week. And um, by all means, will you put me onto Facebook and give me a like there or whatever the hell you do on Facebook? And um, let iTunes know you like this show. Give me a rating over there, too. The more we get, the more listeners we'll get. If you're listening before May 9th, because before next week, anyway, I'm recording this show on May 1st. Happy May Day. We're um, doing an estate planning and asset preservation seminar. We're doing three of them in the next couple of weeks. Medi-Cal planning, trusts and estates, dynasty trust. A really interesting seminar. They're free. I'd love to meet you. Tuesday, I'm sorry, Thursday, May 9th, San Rafael at the San Rafael Community Center, 10 to 12. In Petaluma at the Petaluma Community Center, Tuesday, May 14th. That's on North McDowell Boulevard in Petaluma, 10 to 12. And in Novato on Wednesday, May 15th, 10 to 12, at the Margaret Todd Senior Center. You can find out more information at lentillum.com. And by all means, send me emails. I'll read an email at the end of the show. We still, you know, I work with three other lawyers. We do trusts and estates. I work with Jim Gagan. He does not work for me. He's an independent lawyer. He does personal injury. We'll answer all of those questions. I've got a divorce lawyer in my building, in my office building. And she will answer divorce questions, family law. So lentillum.com, send us questions, we answer them. We will do the trust and estate questions, the Medi-Cal. So um, good deal. Free legal research. If you're listening in Colorado, I don't know if I can tell you family law in Colorado. What the hell do I know or other states? But California law, we got it down and we can answer it. Okay, let's start the show. Frank in Gilroy, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Frank? Well, um, I kind of refinanced about 20 years ago. Yeah. And, um, well, I went through, everything went fine. And then I just refinanced me about a year ago. And I guess the first loan, it was never, re- what is it, reconveyance? Reconveyance. In other words, wait. When the first loan got paid off when you refinanced, the title insurance company who was handling the ex- escrow, remember 20 years ago, a title insurance company helped you with the escrow? They, right, right. they were supposed to have recorded what's called a deed of reconveyance. A right, deed, that and that, that removes the loan recorded against your home. Um, right, right. Now, sometimes I've seen it. We do a lot of these when we do trusts. The deed of reconveyance may have been recorded. Maybe it wasn't indexed correctly in the record. Look, you should go to the county. What county you live in? Uh, well, Right now in Monterey County. Is that the county your house is in? Right. Okay. Go to Monterey County, I guess in Monterey, and look up the name in the Grantor Grantee Index at the county recorder's office and see if you can find it. By the way, the title company that helped you 20 years ago, do you remember who they are? Yes. Are they still in business? I have a copy of the, um, the title company, the payoff. Do you have the deed of reconveyance? Well, it says the payoff, the the. They, I have shows here that they paid off the first mortgage loan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but doesn't say who, who they paid it off. It, that doesn't matter. Which title company helped you 20 years ago? Uh, first American Title. They're still in business, right? Yes, they are. Go to First American Title. They gave you yeah, title. They, they gave did, you. And they said, um, yeah, they said they no, couldn't help me. No, no, no. What do you mean they couldn't help you? They screwed up. 
Of course they should help you. You may have to hire a lawyer and file a quiet title action and sue them. It's going to cost you a few thousand bucks. You go into First American Title and say, hey, turkeys, get it, get it together. You gave me this loan. You were supposed to record a de- read a deed. Excuse me. You were supposed to re- record a deed of reconveyance. And now <laughs> the no, company. No, the company who helped you, First American Title, who helped you 20 years ago, is supposed to help you now. You got that? They screwed up. So they were, see, this is why I'm not clear. I'm not sure if the title company is supposed to be the one doing the reconveyance or, or, the, or the banks. Is Let me explain. Listen to me. Listen to me. Okay. Let me tell you how it works. Okay. The title company right. first checks the deed and and to make sure you own the house and you're paying them a bunch of money the bank is not paying them and they get the money from the bank and they use this money the loan money they give you the extra loan but they have to pay off the first that's the old bank the title company um should not have paid off the old loan without the bank having signed a request for reconveyance the title company screwed up 20 years ago not the bank you got it The title company represented you, they were helping you, and they're supposed to give you clear title, and they gave you a crappy title. You go talk to them, and you tell them, I called Len Tillam on the radio, and we talked dirt about First American Title, and if you don't help me, I'm going to call him back, and we're going to talk more dirt about First American Title, how to sue you. So you better call your corporate office, stupid First American Title, and clear it up. How do you like that? Try it. All right, yeah, because that's the first one that I went through. Go back to them. They can help me. What do you mean they can't help you? You say to them, you were supposed to record. Don't get arrested. Don't start pounding desks and get arrested in there. You know, stay calm and say, look, I used you. You were supposed to record the deed of reconveyance. You took care of all the money, and you didn't do it. What do you mean you can't help me now? If I have to do a quiet title action and hire a lawyer, I'm going to sue you too. Here's what you say. If I have to hire a lawyer to clear up my title, I'm going to sue you in the lawsuit also, and I'm going to make a lot of trouble for you. You got that? They'll take care of it for free. Okay. It's called quiet title. You want to do a, in other words, if, if you have a cloud on your title, it, you know, somebody, you buy a house and this guy's name is still on it or the loan is still on it and you paid it off. You got to go to court with what's called a quiet title action, Q-U-I-E-T. T-I-T-L-E, quiet title. You got to quiet the title to your property. And if you have to hire a lawyer to do a quiet title action, you're going to name them as a defendant and sue them too. Okay? And you're going to call Len Tillum on News Talk 910 and we'll dump on First American Title. Got it? All right. Try it. Do that before you spend $5,000 on a lawyer, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Good idea. Sherry in Petaluma. News Talk 910, Sherry, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I have an aunt um, that has been estranged from my family. My, her, my father is dead. I haven't seen her in over 40 years. And one of my brothers got a call from San Francisco APS about a week and a half ago. APS is uh, Adult Protective Services? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, asking if we, he was a relative, and we are. Um, and saying that she has been living in a residence hotel in the city and had been doing well until, I guess, the last five or six months, and she's no longer paying bills regularly and seems to be having um, some problems with dementia. 
Um, so one of my sisters and I went into the city to see her, and she does have some problems. And the city had, I guess it was sending her name to um, a branch to put her in conservatorship. Right. What What happens is if you're unable to take care of yourself, you're a danger to yourself and your others, or, you know, you're right. walking down the street in your underwear, or you're not paying bills, and Adult Protective Services gets called, probably somebody at the residence hotel called them, and she came, and they see she's not together, she's not eating or bathing or, you know, doing those kinds of things that make you look normal, and you won't do anything to help yourself, they can take you to court for conservatorship. And then... Right. A, a conservator, somebody is appointed to take over your life. It's like your constitutional rights are taken away, and then they can make medical decisions for you, financial decisions, where you live. Um, wait, this is a woman until this last visit you have not, not seen in 40 years? Yes. Okay. My sister and I had talked about trying to find her over the years after my parents died, but she's never had a driver's license, and she hasn't had a phone for probably 20 years, um, and has always been very independent and always single. So and never tried to contact you. Right, right. Well, she and my father had a falling out about right. 40 years so ago. What, so what, when you went to see her with your sister, tell us what you saw. What was it like? Well, uh, first of all, it was a hotel that was it's near the tent. One, one of those what people call welfare hotels, where you get a, you know, a yeah. small... Right, one of those, right? Right. God right. forbid and you wind up there. It was very nice. I, I have no idea how she wound up there. Right. I really don't. But I was, we were impressed that it was nice and it was clean and she seemed well taken care of. And, um, but she definitely, she did not recognize us, did not remember us. Um, and it was pretty apparent that she would not... Uh, they have moved her up to, I guess, a different level of care. Um, yeah. Recently, who's paying for this? Uh, Is she on Medi-Cal, or you have no idea? That I don't know. And so they gave us a number in the city. We've contacted the city. Um, the woman there said that she she's, you know, waiting to to get conservatorship for her. And I said my sister and I would do that because we'd rather family be responsible for her, even though we've been estranged for so long. Well, if, if you want to get a conservatorship for her, you're going to have to walk into a lawyer's office and plop down a check for five to $7,000. Oh, my God. Okay. What do you think? They're going to do it for free? Okay. You know, plus, your, your aunt, who doesn't know you, is going to start to think of you as a Nazi concentration camp guard <laughs> because, you know what I mean, like a prison guard at Pelican Bay because... You're trying to take her rights away and dragging her to court and probation is investigating. It's a nightmare for her. She So she's not going to be very, oh, thank you, dear long-lost niece. Right. No. You know, no. so let me, a conservatorship is when a court makes an official determination your aunt is mentally incapacitated and appoints you or someone else's conservator to manage her affairs. The conservator, you and your sister, would have to account to the court after the first year, and every other year after that is her money and what's going on, so that the court can make sure your aunt is being taken care of properly and you're not stealing the money. Right. You know. I, don't, I doubt she has much money. To if she lives on just Social Security, the court usually waives the financial accounting. Now. Okay. Your aunt lives in San Francisco? Yes. 
you would need a lawyer in San Francisco. If you don't want to do this, you can tell APS, Adult Protective Services, it's too much for you to do, and you're not legally required to. They will refer the case to the public guardian, who will then serve as conservator instead, and they'll take care of the legal bills. I don't think there's that much that you can do other than pay a lawyer. It's not like you're going to be the lone ranger riding into the rescue. Wait. Right. Do you have an extra bedroom in your house? I do. I don't think she would like And you don't want... That was like a dumb joke. You don't want that. You're going to bring this strange, demented lady into your house? Come on. Really? (laughs) Don't do that. Don't. It doesn't mean you're a mean person. It's it's that... Wait, wait till somebody in your family gets demented. You'll see how much work it is. God forbid somebody gets Alzheimer's. My God, the wives who take care of their husbands with Alzheimer's, it's such hard work. Their personality changes. They become incontinent and combative. I don't think you want to do that with a person you haven't seen in 40 years, Sherry. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, and I'm a nurse, so I understand the consequences. Sometimes you have to step back. Um, okay. So there are legal bills and, and responsibilities, and, and I, I don't see, yes, it's, she's your aunt, but you haven't seen her in 40 years. I don't think you have to do this. That would be my opinion. Okay? okay? okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Does that make me sound like a mean SOB? I really don't think so. You know, you get involved with somebody like this. Oh, in theory. Oh, yeah, we'll take care of Aunt Becky. I haven't seen her in 40 years, but she's family after you've had it for 48 hours in your house, um, give me a break. You know what I'm talking about. Joy in Pleasant Hill. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Joy? Hi, Len. Um, I want to change my first name. It was a not a very good first name, and all of my life I've been called Joy. Well, what's your first name on your birth certificate? Nora. Okay. And your driver's license says Joy? Yes, when I moved to California, I asked the lady uh, if I could just put Joy on my driver's license, and she said, sure. They did. I didn't show birth certificate or anything. I had my out-of-state driver's license. And that was and in the name of Joy also, right? No, I actually don't remember, but I don't think it was. Now, this and was way before 9-11. This happened a lot. Oh, yes. How, when did this happen with the California driver's license where the woman at the DMV said, sure, honey, use whatever name you want? When was that? Um, 1987. Different times. So yeah. you, you want, here's the problem. Everybody listen to this. With, after 9-11, the federal government passed and enacted what's called the Real ID Act. And right. state licenses, they won't let you use a nickname or an alias on any official identification any longer. If you were going, let's say you book a ticket under the name of Joy Smith and your legal name is Nora Smith and you you fly into England or Italy and you show up with your passport in the name of Nora Smith and the ticket is Joy Smith and you got a driver's license at Joy Smith, they're not letting you on the plane. Things have gotten a lot tougher. Social Security will not let you use the name Joy on their records without a legal name change. So, forget this nickname. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to make sure I I don't have a passport. I want to get a passport. Right. But my birth certificate and everything is not going to match up. They won't give you a birth certificate in the name of Joy unless you go to court. Now, you want to do it yourself, okay? Um, Can you write something? You can go to my webpage, too. 
If you go to courts.ca.gov, just, you know, on the web, courts, C-O-U-R-T-S, courts.ca.gov, you need the name change forms. And the forms you're looking for are NC for name change, NC100, NC110, NC120, and NC130. 100, 110, 120, 130, NC. You'll find them on the web. Um, Or else the clerk of the court. What county do you live in, Joy? Uh, I live in Pleasant Hill. What county is that? Contra Costa? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Contra Costa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contra Costa. Um, So the clerk of the court has those names. You don't need a lawyer. So what you have to do with those forms filled out is file a petition in the Superior Court. The filing fee is going to cost you just to the court about 465 bucks. You got to publish. Wow. Yeah, it's worth it, right? 500 bucks, everybody. Well, no, it's, yeah, it's totally worth it. If you went to a lawyer's office, they'd charge you the filing fee 465 and another $3,500. I'm saving you the 3500 okay? Thank you. You're welcome. You got to file. You got to publish, and they'll tell you about this. You got to publish a notice of hearing in a local newspaper of general circulation, your local paper, once a week for four weeks. What they're trying to do is make sure you're not defrauding any creditors. If you have any big debt in the name of Joy Nora, and you want to change your name to Joy, they're trying to avoid that. But that's not a problem for you, right? That's not a problem. So the filing fee is four hundred sixty-five. I think newspaper publishing is about four hundred bucks. The court clerk is supposed to get a CLETS, a California law enforcement. It, it's that. David, what the hell does CLETS stand for? Don't give me those acronyms without definitions. You know I can never remember them. Oh, California Law Enforcement Telecommunication System. He did give it to me. I didn't even see it. Oh, Sorry, wow. David. Never mind. Yes, California Law Enforcement Telecommunication System, CLETS. They'll get it for you. That's. If there's an arrest warrant out in the name of Nora Smith, they're not going to let you change your name to Joy Smith. You got it? But you right. can do it all yourself. It's not that hard. It'll cost you less than $1,000. End of story. Okay? Right, well, thank, thank you, Lynn. You're quite welcome, my dear. Billy in Santa Cruz. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Billy? Hi, Lynn. Um, I'm calling because I bought a certified uh, truck from a used dealership. And I got pulled over for doing 80 miles per hour. Um, what I saw in my speedometer was only 70. I later find out that not only is the speedometer off, but the odometer is off. So the mileage I'm driving is not being recorded properly on the car. I have now, no now, idea. Explain this. When you say, how you drive it to work? Yeah, I'm driving to work. How far is it one way to work? It's uh, almost 60 miles. And... When you get to work and you look at the odometer, not the speedometer, the odometer, it says, how many miles did you drive? 32. You know, and when you bought the car, when did you buy this car, by the way? The truck? I bought it back back in July, correct. And what did the odometer say when you bought it? 25,900 miles. Well, David did the math. I couldn't do it on the air and even talk at the same time. So here's the math. If the odometer was broken in exactly the same way ever since you bought the car in July, then instead of 25,991 miles, it's actually been driven 44,672 miles. That's nearly twice as many miles, and you would have spent less on the vehicle. You know, they give you a 25,000-mile car. It's worth more than a 44 or 45,000-mile car. And all you have to do is enter in... You go to um, kellybluebook.com. I think it's kb.com, Kelly Blue Book. 
and you're entering that truck in the years and the condition and the different mileages, and you'll see the difference in, in value. So you got to go back to the dealer and say, look, this is what's going on. How much did you pay for this truck? I paid $27,000. So if, let's say it's worth five or $6,000 less than you actually pay because of the extra mileage, you don't need a lawyer. You can sue them in small claims court. So go to the dealer, and you got to work. You bought it from a dealer, right? That's right. Yeah, you got to come to some sort of an accommodation. You say, look, this is what's going on. And you can say, I'm going to sue you if he says to get lost or I'm not doing it. You can sue him in small claims court for what's called misrepresentation. He misrepresented the facts. And you can sue him both for intentional, doing it on purpose or negligent misrepresentation. It doesn't matter. You should sue for both. And if you're going to do it, take the odometer in for an inspection Get a report to show the judge that spells out how badly it's out of calibration. Maybe it was tampered with. You got it? I got it. Another thing you can do, you can contact the DMV. You can Google California DMV, and you can file a complaint against the dealer. And it's called, you want to know the form? Please. It's D, you got a pencil there? I do. DMV form INV. Isaac Never Victor. INV. 172A for Apple, INV172A, DMV form. And I would go to the uh, dealer and say, look, and by the way, before you go yelling at the dealer, because maybe he didn't know, and be polite about it, get it, get this, this speedometer calibrated and get a report, right? You want to know that. And then go back to the, to the dealer. He's been dragging his feet on it. I took it to the dealer on the 2nd of this month, and I haven't heard anything back from him. Does he still have the car? No, I, I got the car. Okay, um, and he never recalibrated it. You call him back today and you say, look, you've been dragging your feet. It's been, you know, quite some time. I want to know what's going on. If not, what I'm going to do is I'm going to report you to the DMV. I'm going to file a complaint. I'm going to sue you in small claims court, and I'm also going to report you to the manufacturer. Don't say which who made this car, you know, but dealers, manufacturers, you know, Whatever it is, if it's General Motors or Ford or Honda, whatever it is, the de- the, the manufacturers want their dealers to be honest. I, I don't think this guy did it on purpose, but you got to get him off the stick and say, I'm going to report you to the DMV. I'm going to file a complaint, and I'm going to report you to the manufacturer, and I'm taking you to small claims court. I'm going to make a lot of trouble for you. I want this fixed. But you don't just want it fixed. You want money back. Got it? That's right. Go to kellybluebook.com and see the value. And- before you start threatening him, go get a letter because you're going to need it in court anyway. Well, call him up and say, I see about getting some money back. You're going to need some kind of proof on, the, uh, on this pedometer. You got it? Got it. Okay. Good luck to you. Let me know. If, if the dealer tells you to drop dead, you call me back. I'll help you fill out small claims court papers. Okay? I'll do that, Lynn. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much. Judy in Hollister. Lynn Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Judy? Oh, because I know you can help me, Lynn. My um, pleasure. What's going on? I have a home with five acres, four horses. About three years ago, my neighbor on the sideline where the horses are planted oleanders, and I went and asked them. I thought, you know, confirmed they were oleanders, explained how toxic they were to horses. O- oleanders are poison to everybody, you know. Yeah, a horse or a person can die if it eats, you know. Five leaves, five dried leaves will kill a horse. So, and you know, it gets windy where I live. Yeah. So I paid, I paid for all new plants. 
I paid for the dirt, and she asked me to pay her husband $300 to um, plant the plants and move the oleanders that she had. I did that. Uh, okay. I got, a voice, I got a voicemail on Saturday basically saying she um, those plants aren't doing well. Well, every tree she has on that side is not doing well. They're dying. I don't know why. Not only the plants, but even her redwoods. Yeah. And she's going to go ahead with the oleanders. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Usually your neighbor has the right to to do whatever she wants with her property. You know, well, you know, it's your property. You can plant what you want. She could have any kind of trees um, she wants, just as you should be able to have horses if you want to. Now, one position I would take, one position I would take is that you said to her, look, I'm going to pay for you to remove the oleanders, and she said, okay, and you paid her money to do it, right? Yes. That's a contract. You made a deal with her. You paid her. You gave her husband 300 bucks. The trees didn't work. She chose the trees. You didn't choose the trees, right? Correct. Correct. She went to the nursery, picked them out, and I paid for them. It cost me $750. So that's a contract. I'll give you $750, and... Plus, I'll give three hundred feet. Cost you over a grand because you had to give her husband three hundred bucks too, right? No, no, no. I'm sorry, three um, seven fifty, including the three. Yeah, okay. You gave her seven fifty. The seven fifty you gave her is like for her to take out those trees and not put oleanders in. So, correct. Okay. You're gonna have to file if she goes to put in oleanders again, which will kill you. You say, look, you made a contract with me. You made a deal. If you put oleanders in again. You're creating a nuisance, and I'm going to go to court, and I'm going to get an order prohibiting you from having oleanders along that border ever. That could be expensive and may not work. You know, I can't guarantee what the court is going to do. You love those horses, though, right? Right. I mean, what do you got, four horses? Yes, and they're my babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there must be something else she can put in. You tell it. Look. Uh, Judy, let me ask you another question. You live in Hollister. Uh, yes. How much is your home worth, would you say? About? Well, now it dropped value. Now I pay. I have $1.4 million into it, but now it's worth about seven fifty. So <laughs> do you have, if, if it cost you, if one of your horses got sick, you would spend $5,000 on a vet in a heartbeat to save that horse's life, right? Of course. Well, then you may have to get a lawyer. You talk to your neighbor first and say, look, we have a contract. I'm willing to work with you, but if you put oleanders in there, you're going to kill my horses, and I'm going to have to go to court. We have a contract. We just explained to her. We made a deal. I gave you the money. You put in other trees. I was happy to do it. Let's work something out. It would be cheaper, a lot cheaper, to work out a deal with your husband. With your husband, It would be a lot cheaper to work out a deal with your neighbor than it would be to go sue with lawyers. But you tell her, I'm going to have to go to court. These are my babies. I love them, you know? And you're creating a nuisance, and we made a contract, and we had a deal, and you're going to wind up getting sued. I will not lie down. I will spend every penny I have protecting my horses. They're like children to me. And it's going to cost me a lot of money, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. You can say, I'm ready to spend $50,000 on lawyers, and if it's going to cost me fifty grand, it's going to cost you fifty grand. Do you want this fight over oleanders? Can you be tough for your babies? I have to be. You gotta. 
I, I mean... Like, I don't know. They can't protect themselves. I, no, you will yeah. find one... I've read about oleanders. They're horrible poisons. I remember reading a mystery about some guy who wanted to kill his wife, and he put oleanders in the tea, you know, and she died a horrible death. You're, you'll come one day, and you'll find your horse laying on the ground, you know, or two or three of them in, in pain. Really? What are you going to do then? Burn their house down? You'll be so angry. So let me, I like this psychodrama. Let me rehearse it with you again. You ready? You ready, Judy? A little psychodrama. Okay. Make believe, I'm going to practice. This is it. We want to hear you do it. First of all, you got to gird your loins or whatever it is you got down there. I don't know what loins means. You got to get yourself tough. You ready? And you got to say, let me hear, make believe, what's your neighbor's first name? Let's say it's Harriet, Okay. Okay, let's just say Harriet. Uh, you're going to go up to You think tough right now. Make believe I'm Harriet. What are you going to say to that bitch Harriet who wants to kill your horses? Let me hear it, Judy. Okay. I'm going to say, Harriet, I got your voicemail about the Oleanders. We had a contract. I paid $750 for you not to have Oleanders there. And, and you agreed. Yeah, you agreed. You went and picked out the plants. They're not doing well. Nothing... You're not watering something on that side. You've decided to go ahead with oleanders. If you do that, I will have to go to court because you're creating a nuisance or get a nuisance order. And You're, crea- you're going to um, kill, say this to her, she'll get it. You're going to kill my babies. Let her think you're crazy. You know, you look at your horses like, you're going to kill my babies. Let me hear you say that. You're going to kill my babies. Yes, like that. And I'm ready to spend everything I have to fight you in court. Say that. Because it's true. And if it's going to cost me a lot, it's going to cost you just as much. Let me hear that. And if it's going to cost me a lot, it's going to cost you just as much. And I'm willing to spend $50,000 on lawyers. Are you? Okay. Let me hear you say I'm it. I'm willing to spend $50,000 on lawyers. Are you? And I think she'll listen to you. And if she says drop... I uh, don't know her. Does she, wait a minute. She may be a mean she's person. A princess. She, she may be a princess, but people are also cheap. They don't want to give money to lawyers. You know what I mean? And you're not kidding. You, if she says to you, drop dead, I'm planting oleanders, you call me back. I'll help you find a lawyer who'll take your money in a heartbeat. We'll find somebody good. In, we'll find some pit bull in Hollister. Are you married or single, right? What are you, married or single? Single. You ever been divorced? Yes. Lawyers come in handy when you're getting a divorce, right? Right? Right, so, right. So, you, well, you, well, what? Yeah. You got, you may, you may have to, uh, it's your baby. They are your babies. You love your horses. Yeah. I would never forgive myself if they died in, not only they died, they would die in excruciating death. Yes, yes. So, okay. you have no choice. You have right. no choice, but sound tough. And then, oh, wait. Because no, even you, even though you love your babies, don't want to give 50 grand to a lawyer. First, you get the stick out. You get tough. You say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to kick your ass. You know what I mean? Let her know. You say, look, okay. I, I, we're neighbors. I want to get along. I will work with you on another plant. And if you give her another grand, and you know, don't just say I'm going to kill you in court, and then she'll back, you'll put her against the wall. Give her a little alley to escape that rat. And what you say is... I'm willing to work. You want to buy some other plants? I'll help you buy plants. Let's make sure they're properly irrigated, but no oleanders. And, and make it sound, so stay friends with her. You know what I mean? First be tough. Uh, what she's been getting irritated, she's saying basically, 
I can do what I want with my property, but because of the oleanders, she cannot do. What you, she, she wants can do whatever she wants with her property, but she I can know. also you can also do whatever you want with your money, and you will spend money on lawyers, and she's going to have to defend you. Got you. I'm not making this up. You. She made a contract. The con. Here's the contract. Give me seven hundred fifty bucks. I'll take out the oleanders. Pay my stupid husband three hundred dollars to plant new plants, buy plants. You gave her the money. A deal's a deal. The deal was, I'm not going to keep these plants in for a few weeks. I'm going to keep them in forever and never have oleanders. You got a right. case, Judy. You got a case. You've got, and you tell her, I got a case. You've got damages. You don't want to spend money on lawyers. Let's work this out. Don't kill my horses. If she tells you to drop dead, you call me back, okay? Okay. Thank, Thank you. I love you. Okay. Hey, by the way, I got another question for you. You ever think you might get a fifth horse? You might get. I can only have five where I live. Okay. Uh, if you're ever looking for a name, think of Lenny for a name. You can name one of the horses after me. I'd like that, okay? Oh, you know what? I think I'll uh, name my junior horse Lenny. Lenny, right? Lenny Junior. Let me tell you, it would be a good idea because my wife always tells me I'm a horse's ass anyway, so I might as well be the whole horse. Good show today so far. I'd like to close with an email. You can send me questions, lentillum.com. Len at lentillum.com. We'll do it from the webpage. We answer them. I work with other lawyers. We do trusts and estates. Jim Gagan, who doesn't work for me, he's independent, but he'll answer personal injury questions. By the way, if you are hurt in an accident, Gagan's been voted super law lawyer. He's really good. Um, I'll give you a free consultation. You call. He'll talk to you. If you've got a case, he'll take it. It's got to be a high-end case. These little fender benders will teach you. By the way, Jim, if you go to lentillum.com, Jim Gagan did a paper on how to do your own personal injury case. Just send me an email, len at lentillum.com. I want the how to do it yourself, P-I-K. You don't have to spell Gagan's name right. We will email it to anyone who wants. John writes this. My friend wants to buy her 23-year-old son a car. She's afraid he'll sell it. This kid, you know, he'll sell it for dope. And he doesn't want it. She doesn't want it in her name because if he gets, she'll get sued when he wrecks it. So um, here's two solutions, two solutions for your friend, John. First of all, what is she, stupid? If she can't trust him not to sell the car, you don't buy him a car. Um, trust your instincts. If your heart tells you this kid's going to sell the car, trust him. You, you got to do it. Don't do it. Um, you could pay me $3,000 to create an irrevocable trust, or you can keep the car in your name, but get a ton of insurance. That's what you got to do. You got to get a ton of insurance, really and truly. Okay, good show today. Come back tomorrow for another one. Please give me a like on Facebook. Um, give me a recommendation on iTunes. The more publicity we generate, the more listeners we'll have. And when the phone company gets the phone lines in, we'll have some good calls. See you tomorrow.